Hello, Suits fans. We are here to talk about Suits. It's the 101st episode. It's here. It's loud. It's live. It's next. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Okay. Shoulders. Yeah. I love how everyone has their own. Oh, yeah. Well, you, yeah, you uh, spurred me on. You, you said you were stepping it up. How could I not? I think you got to kind of lead with the rats. Everyone's fancy tonight. I love it. Yeah. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the AfterBuzz TV After Show for Suits. I'm your host, Steve Kaufman. You can find me on Twitter at Steve Kaufman. That is K-A-U-F-M-A-N-N. This is Season 7, Episode 9, by the way. I have it on hand at the board, and I almost Ron Burgundy'd it. Ooh, nice. alone. <laughs> Close call. Immediate left, Close call. Mr. J.B. Zimmerman. Yes. You guys can find me everywhere at Hey John Blake. Hey guys, I'm back again. It's Erica Shannon, and you can find me on Twitter at Miss Airy Baby. So, we talked a lot last week about the 100th episode mm-hmm. being last week. It felt like a season finale. Right. Yeah. I think this week did a really good job of setting up some pins to be knocked down in one episode. Right. Yeah. Right. I agree. But, like, still having stakes and, like, some stuff is obviously going to carry over. And, like, it, they had an unenviable job in this episode, which mm-hmm. was to restart, but don't really restart because we're right. gone next week. And to their credit, I think they did a phenomenal job. I mean, even though there was a lot more procedural elements mm-hmm. going on, I thought this was, like, one of the most satisfying uh, versions of that. I mean, we, we got such a good, like, pairing of of everybody kind of coupled up in a way and it was yeah across the board there's a lot of um satisfying moments a lot of of uh, group effort it was weird not seeing alex but everybody else was just um on their game i mean we can't have alex forever i guess true he's got he's got to do double time flying back to miami then what what i don't understand then why he was brought in i mean i understand why he was brought in because he was a name and it was somebody to draw potentially but I don't understand why he was... I, I had a feeling that he wasn't going to become, like, a regular. Mm. And so I just... it was. It's like, why would you... I mean, it's a role, but it just it didn't make well, it, sense. Similar to... Oh, Jessica's a bad example, because we... There are people in that world that it's acceptable that we don't see every right. week. Oh, yeah. And I think, when, especially when you get someone like Dulé Hill, like, it's kind of accepted, where it's yeah. like, you're right. not going to see Dulé Hill every week. Yeah. And like, that's what I think. And since Jessica left, like we're not gonna see Jessica every week, and I'm okay with it. And I think we're gonna we get plenty of Alex when we get him. Yeah, and I, I do like that. We agreed last week that he would kind of take the Katrina aspect, where he would right. he might pop in when necessary. Yeah, but I don't know what case they'll have going forward that they'll need to pull him in on. Possibly, that's a good point. Right. It? Well, yeah, it just kind of depends on on which. Um, character he works well because I think he's like a like he's much more specific in in what kind of episode he can be in because he works well with Harvey for mm-hmm. instance you know now we had Harvey very much so paired up with Mike mm-hmm. and then there's you know the Donna connection that's kind of all binding them together so they can't really steer him away from that you know like Lewis has had this thing with uh, with Brian, so he's kind of the natural yeah. parent for him. That kind of takes him off the table for for working with Alex. So there's really no other person, and and we're, we were talking about characters that kind of pop up more here and there. Robert Zane, we got a huge amount of him this episode. So. The season, yeah. Oh, well, definitely. the last two. I guess this two episodes stand. I think, and they, this is a little inside baseball, but I think if you're hiring an American actor who doesn't live natively Mm. on that show and isn't a regular on that show you can kind of see you can kind of predict when they are and aren't going to be on the show so if you have robert zane last week we're more likely to get him this week because if they're shooting the episodes sequentially you're going like well we we, we're gonna fly that we're gonna fly fly wendell pierce out for this block of time for two whole episodes so by not seeing alex this week it might be presumed we don't see him next week and we're not gonna see him until the winter episodes start that makes sense that makes sense. Doesn't always happen. It's TV. True, yeah. true. Um, let's jump into the Donna, Rachel, Mark of it all. We ended last week that Rachel's text is what stopped Donna from going through with this date with Mark. That if she's anything like Lewis, she would have regretted. Mm-hmm. Right. Holistically just hated it, regretted it. <sighs> We're building up to next week, but this week felt like a holding pattern. 
Yeah, I mean, it's all because of like the Donna Harvey thing, which I which I hate. And I, I, feel, <laughs> I feel like I was literally driving to the studio thinking about like why I have such a problem with them being in a romantic relationship. With Donna and Harvey? Yeah, Donna okay. and Harvey being together again, which is, like, obviously a very, a bi- like, a big fan favorite theory that I just, like, do not buy into. Um, unpopular opinion. But I was trying to figure out why, and I, I guess the only thing I can come up with is that if they do end up together, it's got to be at the end of the show because I can't, like, the relationship Donna and Harvey <laughs> kills the, like, working Don and Harvey for me. I don't know. I don't know. Like, maybe, they, like, some people can make it work. It, I have such a hard time seeing both. Don and Harvey time. in a relationship is either something so cosmically different that we can't even fathom what it would look like. Right. Or it's the exact same thing it's always been, but they just go to the same bed. <laughs> but they kiss. Yeah, like, where they, <laughs> but like, where they kiss once they're down in the car. Like, I guess, but that's, like, the it's least one or the fun other. marriage ever. Because, I mean, like, they... But what are you using that to... What are you using as well, a... No, I mean, like, though? you know, I like both of the characters. Mm-hmm. And, you know, um, the the new bad guy, Andy, kind mm-hmm. of took a dig at Donna. Like, oh, you're at the same place. You've always been, like, serving the Harvey. Like, doing his, you know, beck and call. And I think for them to be, like, a successful relationship or, uh, yeah. like, marriage... They should be a little bit more equal and and a little less like boss employee. She would be, and not to say that she doesn't hold her own. No, she no, tells like, him to like, and I think sit down over year, like over years. Her being COO would be a much clearer transition. Right. That's a really difficult transition for one month. You're Harvey's assistant and mm-hmm. have been for decades. Right. And then the next month, you're COO of the same company. That's not very big. Well. Right. Depending, yeah. <laughs> depending on which reality we're taking of today's episode, how many people actually work in that office, <laughs> mm-hmm. and lot. can and can scream shame at Lewis. There yeah, a lot today. <laughs> like, that is the best. I, like that's probably my favorite uh, pop culture thing that they do. And uh, in this episode, they yeah. definitely even even referenced like uh, Game of Thrones like by name because it were it was such a good homage. Although but, speaking, um, we are we are going to come to the Lewis Bryan okay, and the nice. like and the Lewis Bryan Sarah totally. all the stuff. But bringing up Lewis, the Lewis Donna, like showdown next week, essentially like the the pre deposition, yeah, the mock trial, mm-hmm. the mock trial, the pre deposition. Like, I'm excited for this, but it's because the last time Lewis did this, like it was some of the best TV where you just go, oh, right, yeah. oh, how how deep is he gonna go? Like how how much is he gonna dig in? Yeah. There? It it was it's gonna be crazy because he's done it before too. So mm-hmm. him having to do it again, like with new tricks, I guess. <laughs> also, right after having that session with Doctor Lipschitz, being like, we have to give you mechanisms to like keep your lashes to a minimum. Like, <laughs> I yeah, I mean, better late than never. But we'll we'll see how he kind of walks that line. I'm interested if he's gonna be a savage like. Early see, early suits season like season one through like three Lewis is just so incredibly savage. Yeah, that like I feel like he's grown as a person. That he's still gonna be the savage lawyer, mm-hmm. but not. I don't know. Like he's, he's gonna hold himself back, or he's it, gonna feel himself going there and then stop himself. No, you think he <laughs> once he starts going, you think he's just gonna keep going, or he's gonna try to find a way to not go there and still get the job done. But I. I don't know. It seems to me like he's gonna he's gonna uncover some stuff that Donna's then gonna have to deal with. Because we we she mentioned it to Rachel in this episode where she was like, "I feel bad that I put Harvey over myself." Mm-hmm. Right. Well, I think he's probably gonna find out that you know Donna and Harvey did actually have like a one night thing, yeah. you know, like way back when. And then when he threatens to bring that up and in, in front of the whole company, I think her standing as COO is definitely going to be looked at differently. Um, and I don't know. Yeah, that calls it into question, like, her own. Because, you know, she's had doubts this yeah. season of, you know, again, going from assistant to COO. Kind of a big jump, especially not being a lawyer. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, granted, she does kick ass at the job, but she definitely slept with a boss, too. <laughs> so... You know, these are, are things that a lot of people would kind of, you know, make faces at. 
Yeah. Yeah, because then it would call into question, like, how she got the job. Right, exactly. And, like, you know, if she did it once, like, yeah. who's I to mean, say? Like, how, character. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You slept with Harvey that one time over yeah. 10 years ago. And he and became, you back. And became COO. Right, yep. right. <laughs> became COO at a random time. Yeah. I mean, if people have a problem with her having the job to begin with, they would use anything. Yeah, you know, exactly. To try to and, get her well, out of it. And that's just haters going to hate. Speaking of haters gonna hate, Andrew's a bit of a hater here. Oh boy. Yeah. I, first off, love this guy. Jeez. And yeah. I like I love the way Mike prefaced this in the opening, but then like really throughout the episode we got into this doesn't play into Mike's altruism at all. Mm-hmm. Cause just cause these corporate lo- just cause these Wall Street corporate types are like terrible and sleazy people, mm-hmm. they're terrible and sleazy people mainly to each other because that's where all the money is. Right. And that's that's the kind of stuff stuff Mike's completely okay with doing corporate law. Yeah, like yeah, I don't care. Yeah, you're a broker gone after another broker. You're both millionaires. Whatever. Harvey and the firm needs a win. Mm-hmm. Andrew has a lot of them and needs to get knocked down a peg. Harvey, of course, doesn't remember he worked with Andrew <laughs> yeah. which yeah. for three years. That's... Classic Harvey. I mean, and you're like, yeah, what who he are said, you? three offices down. Yeah, yeah. So just a you couple doors down. Passed him. Oh yeah, absolutely. And like, Donna remembers you, and you remember Donna. Like it's it, yeah, it can't be that big of an office. It's not like a money making firm or like it's well, supposed it's a DA's to be. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, it's, it's, a, it's, a, yeah. A, it's a public servant's office. So it's you know. But then again, if Harvey's spending most of his time with Cameron Dennis, like he wouldn't have time to. Right. I mean, yeah. Not. I mean, not knowing the guy's middle name, perhaps, but like not <laughs> recognizing the dude. That's that, what like, he saw for three years. I'm bringing my like, own perception into that, but I'm terrible with names, but great with faces. Yeah. So there could be a possibility where Harvey sees him at that gym and goes, "Andrew, <laughs> yeah, just <laughs> was curious what you were up to. I just ah, yeah, You're still there." You're still, still, still public yeah. public sector. Really? Okay. To, to me, it made sense that he didn't remember him. I don't. Yeah. Know. There's just something. Even if the DA's office is kind of small, I still believe that Harvey's just kind of yeah, tunnel vision. Yeah, and yeah. the DA's office was a stepping stone for him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That it makes a bit. It makes enough sense where it's like, well, he don't. He only cared about like two people at that office anyway. Of course, he's not going to remember anybody else. Yeah. But Andrew has an axe to grind. Yeah, like, he's he not a fan. He's and not he a personal. fan. And that, that flashback was very good at saying, like, very good at showing us he sees the writing on the wall. That, like, Har- this is a stepping, this is a stepping right. stone for Harvey. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be at this office the rest of my life because I want to put bad people away. Yeah. Good for you, I guess. But see, like, and that's the thing. Even though he said that and he, like, was like coming at it where he's a type of person that like wants to be like basically the mic i guess the mm-hmm. very altruistic like type of person that's that was his justification for being in that job clearly he doesn't because right now he's he's like completely letting um his own ego get in the way and like you know there this this case is very much not Clear cut, like putting a bad person away. Definitely. At least at the stage that well, we've seen it, right now, and that's what he picked it for. It was, oh, you're gonna beat this lawyer because th- this lawyer is just not on your level, and you're gonna you're gonna wipe the floor with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Natty's niche in the chat. I feel like Mike should have done his due diligence on Andrew before the case before suggesting Harvey take the mm. case. I, agree. I guess I was yeah. watching it, and I was like, "Good job, Mike, giving well, Harvey this case." I, yeah, but but I mean, again, if if. Harvey hadn't even, like, didn't even remember the dude. Like, it, it'd be I mean, hard to even figure that out. Like, how do I you mean to be fair. Okay. You know what I mean? The due diligence would be looking beyond the past 15 wins that were in the journal. Because they were talking about the journal. It was mm-hmm. the, he's 15 wins in the journal. He's 15 wins. It's reported in the journal. He's cleaning up Wall Street. Let's take this guy down a peg. And they painted a good enough character here where he's not altruistic like Mike is either. Where he's actually, he's just as self-serving as Harvey, oh, yeah. but lying about it. Yeah. Because at least Harvey at a certain point was like, well, no, I'm going to go do corporate law because I want to win and make a bunch of money. Mm-hmm. Whereas Andrew wants to win and then still get to say, like, I'm cleaning up the world and being altruistic, like, which isn't true. Right. That's not true justice. That's not. 
he's doing it because he wants recognition for doing it. Yeah. Whereas Harvey, at least at a certain point, understood, yeah, I'm doing it because I want to do it. So I'm less interested in helping the little guy. Right. And then and I'll, that, I'd and rather that, feel guilty about that than lie to myself my whole my whole life. And that was evident when Andrew was deposing. I don't know if we got. We didn't catch the that one. Yeah, name. we didn't catch the client's but name. But he was like, "I don't care." Yeah. If you're guilty, I don't or care not. if you're like, guilty you're, or not. You're going We're, to jail. I think we, right. you and I both were pointing at the screen at that moment. I'm like, yeah, no, I, I was like, I don't like this, dude. I don't. I actually wrote that down. I was like, this guy is... Because normally in nope. corporate law, like, you can say something like that. Mm-hmm. If it were Robert Zane detaining someone yeah. against Harvey, that wouldn't be admissible. Because it's whatever. It's civil. Yeah. It's a civil lawsuit. Right. It's a civil lawsuit. Attorneys say what they say. When you're the district attorney... Yeah. You, yeah. Can't, you can't just say, I don't care if you're innocent or guilty. I'm going to take you down either way. Yeah. What? The attorney yeah. general can't. That's are, not are, something that. What? Yeah. And then that's, Wait. that's when his personal got involved. That's when his ego got involved because he didn't. Because he doesn't care. Exactly. He wasn't, he wasn't exactly. a prosecutor at that point. He was Andy facing off against Harvey. Yeah. Yeah. Which, he's just trying to prove something. Which this is us defending him because we've been following him for 101 episodes. But mm-hmm. Harvey's at least honest about. Yeah. Right. Who yeah, he is. Yeah. I'm here to yeah. win. Totally. I'm here to win, so I'm picking cases where the rate is high, but the stakes the stakes are only as high as the rate. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I think that's what makes uh, Andy such a good villain or, or person to hate. Definitely. Be- because that, like, being so flip-floppy with your morals, like, even someone like Cameron Dennis, he's not the greatest guy, but it's hard to... At least he's, like, authentic in what he does bad. Like, he... <laughs> He, you know, will do anything to win the case, and including, like, anything illegal. Like, he's no yeah. bound about that, but, like, he's at least got a code. It's like Dexter, you know? Like, you can take a little less blame when they're, like, at least honest about who they are. Andy is, you know, someone who doesn't do that. It's where it's just, like, it's just about winning, and it doesn't matter. Like, he's got no code, it, uh, so it seems. There's actually a lot and of talk in the about, chat. There's a lot of talk talk in the chat based on the Mike should have done his due diligence, really? where, the, where there's a lot of talk of like, man, Mike keeps throwing Harvey really dumb cases. Yeah. Like, Mike, Mike isn't being very helpful right here. I, I think did, it'll ultimately be helpful. What did Mike end up saying? Where he was, he said something to the effect of, "If I had known your history with Andy, I wouldn't have brought this." That's case exactly to you. what he said. And then Harvey said in response, "Like, if I had known about my history with Andy, I would have picked right. this fight myself. Yeah, we it wouldn't have even gotten this far." But I don't know. The more I think about it, the more I think there's a bit of a stretch where he must have only read that article in the Wall Street Journal and didn't. But even then, it was the same office. It was ne- like he never jumped offices. Mm-hmm. A- Andrew did. So it's I'm going to stop thinking about it because it was th- like <laughs> yeah. this made it's sense make, to me in the show. It's going to make less sense. The more and it was it. and the fact that Mike Ross, also a super powered lawyer, might only read the Wall Street Journal report and go, let's take down this guy. And if Harvey had beef with him, he'd remember. It would be. Right. It would have been nice, maybe, to see how Mike came to the decision, to maybe explain it a little bit more. I, but I think we're supposed to take that scene at face value that he read the Wall Street Journal, like everyone That's does. It. He read like because anyone in business, finance, obviously high-powered lawyers in New York, that the Journal is your Bible. It's your daily Bible, and you read the, you read the Wall Street Journal. So if he saw someone on the cover of the Wall Street Journal who is cleaning up Wall Street, and he's this hotshot prosecutor. Hey, why doesn't Pierce Inspector Lit take down this guy? So we're in this thing that I'm reading that everybody else reads. And maybe that was all the, like that had to have been all the reasoning or he would have known. Right. Well, plus Harvey's got a lot of enemies too. So Mm. like, you know, I I don't think it's at, it's like priority one to make sure for like on Mike's uh, Mm -hmm. checklist to be like, Hmm, is this guy all like, Does he have a good rapport with Harvey? I mean, he knows that he's on shaky ground with a lot of people, and that's kind of how he likes it, honestly. Like, he he doesn't go looking for for people that hate him, obviously, (laughs) but he's very used to swimming in those, like, shark-infested waters. Yeah, and he didn't know him. Right. And, like, he didn't even remember him. Like, I think it was all in... Andy's mind. I mean, obviously he was he was really trying to grind and and it. Well, and they and they compare shit, him to yeah. Lewis Little a lot. Their yeah. comparison, like they compared him to Lewis Little a lot in the sense Absolutely. that some people just have Harvey problems. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Some people see Harvey, and like 
And by Harvey, I mean, like, there are people that are right around your age and roughly your skill set who are doing, in your mind, way better than you. Right. Yeah. And you project all of... You project all of the reason, you project all of your excuses that could have been you mm-hmm. onto that person. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Harvey, it's Harvey Lewis, it's Andrew Harvey. It's, it happens to Harvey a lot because Harvey's one of the best. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure it happens to Mike a lot. We just haven't noticed. And he's so nice. He runs a charity and like, when are him and Rachel going get it, to get it all together? Yeah. Well, those two. Um, Speaking of Mike, I thought it was pretty interesting that he basically admitted he thought his client the client was guilty yeah which was interesting i don't know it's shocking we've gone seasons but i don't know if mike's ever taken on somebody that he knows i'm sure in the history of the show he has but it's shocking how rare it's been in this Mm -hmm. show like it's a true testament to this show that like we're noticing this as the that feels really rare for mike to just openly defend someone who's 100 percent guilty yeah because he's usually they he's usually not in this position or if he is it, it ends quickly like, this is one of the few times where he's like, no, he's guilty. He's guilty. I don't care. <laughs> well, yeah, I don't I, care. We I came think here it, for a win. Not to- yeah. I mean, it was different. Like, after coming off of a case that, like, was literally about people in in prison getting killed or getting their lives, like, ruined, mm-hmm. this is, like, the other end of the spectrum where it's, like, not... It's still bad. It's still yeah. crime. But it's, like, a very white-collar thing that they're doing. It's, like more logistical and and for profits pretty much it, it seems more like just like a little bit like not above board business yeah um, so you thought it would have been it would well, no been i mean obviously like i know i just think it's it's not a complete character flip for mike to be no. okay with doing this like he is aware he does have to defend people to the best of his abilities or like to the extent of the law and i, I think guess. the majority of corporate law that mike would be practicing just would be mind-numbingly boring mm. it would it would be mind-numbingly boring similar to how most of us don't and the, the show i think did a good job of kind of glossing over exactly what happened it seemed like the ceo woman yeah, it wanted, like to, wanted to wanted to wanted to sell something quickly before the quarter or the year is done so mm-hmm. she can get a bigger bonus yeah, right that's basically what which it was. i didn't realize was a crime first time. yeah like i guess i I guess you could argue by doing that you're not you're skirting your fiduciary responsibility to the company making the most money right to making the most money for the company that quarter or that or that year so your bonus could be bigger right but that how do you prove that that's intent especially if you don't have a memo right and that was what he he's was fishing to, like the yeah. more I think was. about this case Andrew is fishing yeah and I wouldn't be shocked if the research Mike did do was that 10 of the other 15 cases Andrew was literally just fishing. Yeah. Was that he knew he knew he could get somebody on the stand and cooperate and just because these things are so muddled and public opinion toward people who make millions mm-hmm. of dollars in a quarter will not be very high. Right. And if yeah. he can prove that they broke a law regardless of how minor the law a jury will convict. It. Now I'm wondering if that memo or even the threat of a memo would have come out if Harvey hadn't gotten involved. Because then there wouldn't have been the opportunity for Andy to say, "Well, this lawyer." No, he's playing evidence and stuff like that. Would he just have gone against the client's original attorney? I think just straight on. Um, we have to assume the original attorney wasn't as good as Harvey, Mm -hmm. so that Andrew would have been already been the better attorney. So he would have already found up a way to make her slip up in deposition or make that attorney slip up in discovery or like if i'm thinking about it if i'm thinking about it it would be similar to poker where in poker you're playing your cards position or the player and then you have to order them in whatever way every play you make whereas andrew's playing the player with harvey because he can't beat him on the cards at the position so he has to play the player mm-hmm. whereas if it were a lesser attorney he'd probably be more willing to play the cards at the position that makes sense. And to those who don't play poker. I was going to yeah. say. Sorry. I understood that a little bit. Position is where you are at the table. The cards are your physical cards. Mm-hmm. And then the player is the person holding them. Yeah. And you don't have to know about poker to know that you're playing one of those three things first. Right. And that's why it was pretty cool to watch, um, you know, again, Mike and Harvey really at it, like, full blast. It's been a while since we've seen them team up and really, like, go against 
someone else and kind of be on the offensive. And that's mm-hmm. why I, I think I was more satisfied with this episode is like, finally, they're yes. not like playing catch up or they're not like covering for some mistake that they made. Which they've or, been like, yeah. they've been behind the eight ball seemingly oh, all since the time. Mike. Seemingly, all the time. like, I don't think there's been an episode where they weren't behind the eight ball since Mike went to prison. Right. Like since Mike went in the prison and the and firm even essentially that, fell apart, like, like, when he was go like on the road to doing that, they were playing defense. Like yeah, they've been playing defense for a really long time. Mm-hmm. That like it's about time we had an offensive episode. Yeah, and like this episode, next episode, this is very much a a win for the Wall Street Journal, a win for the Gram, if you will. Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> what just... us kids would call. <laughs> yeah. You're just doing it for the Gram. Yeah. Exactly. I'm gonna just take down the do hotshot <laughs> prosecutor for the Gram. Yeah. Um, I think we just about covered that case because that case nice, is ongoing yeah. and it'll come up. Mm-hmm. It'll come up next week. Uh, let's get into the the Lewis of it all, which mm. we really want to talk about. Ooh, yes. Um, the so Lewis and Mufasa Brian. The the episode starts with him walking through the office and the entire office screaming shame at him, all the Game of Thrones. Mm. And then we jump into reality without any clear visual marker, yeah. right? Which. They've established this visually with Lewis in this season, but they haven't done it as sudden. Like, there's always been a visual marker to, like, and now we're back. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then, like, when he started talking to Brian about the nipple stuff, I honestly thought, like, so is this a dream? Yeah, just what? Like you had to call into question everything that Lewis was like, doing. Like immediately, like because at a certain point, like they're talking about Doctor Lipschitz, and then we cut away to Harvey. So we're like, okay, so I guess we're back. Like, mm-hmm. I guess that was just a like a lapse in conscience. Right. And now we're back, but like, there's still no visual marker and I'm not complaining. I love it. Yeah. I no. love when they like leave that at like when they leave it in there for you where it's like, well, that had to not exist for anyone but us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Lewis and us. Whereas that probably existed or there's probably a variation. My uh, question for everyone, yeah. do we think the guy who sold the crappy nipples yeah, do you the, think? Do we think he's actually Sheila's husband? I do not. I think I think that part of the phone call didn't happen. Wasn't wasn't what was said. Well, uh, the phone call happened, and he said, "Oh, you the phone call the, definitely." The happened. phone call happened. He said, and "You use the word inferior." Definitely, and I, which leads up to the whole like countersuit thing. And yeah, I yeah. think that's all there. I think that's all there. I don't think he, if that is true, I don't think he revealed that in that yeah. call. I'm not ruling out the fact that that's still the guy. I mean, it could be. I just don't think so. I think, or to me, it was like the... Because if it's Lewis the subconscious, he knows who the guy is. Right. Let's not kid ourselves. He would have hired a private investigator if he had to. He would have found out who that husband was. In like a day? Isn't that the time? But, see, that's, that's my point. Since he actually did it, he got he saw her like a week or a couple days before, and then he actually, like, he saw her at Columbia a couple days before, and then, like, there was a whole weekend where she actually invited him over. Yeah, and I just, Facebook. Like, she, he doesn't need to hire a private investigator. He can find right, out who it is real right. fast. I, I just feel like if he was that guy, if he was, like, the husband, there would be a bigger fallout. Like, the marriage would be off, or, like, Sheila would come bursting in. Like, we did, like, I'm not something. saying he knows. Okay. I'm not saying Louis, like, I'm saying You're Lewis, not saying that he said those things, but I'm not you're saying, saying he, said he those could things. be the I'm saying they're leaving person. the door okay. open for okay. him to still be the husband. Okay. Because Lewis is... Like sub- an unwi- unknowing... And maybe even Lewis thought. didn't know, but his subconscious showed us that, because his subconscious gotcha. deep down inside somehow knows. Interesting theory. That, that feels like something you don't just leave on the table. I think that conversation actually happened because of the specificity really? of it. He said... I'm her fiance. Whatever he said, he said something very specific. He didn't say something like, you're the type of man that will sleep with an engaged woman. He didn't leave it general. He said, I'm Sheila's fiance or something like that. So the fact that he was specific about it, I think that's what lent itself to be more real to me. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it could be. Because it wasn't, when he walked in the office, the receptionist said, homewrecker. She didn't say you just had a weekend fling with Sheila. Like, mm-hmm. she didn't make it specific. So, right. I think taking it that extra step and being more detailed, I think that's what allows it to be more real to me. Yeah, It feels like he has it that could intel. Be. It could be. But he could also project. Yeah. We were just talking about Lewis and Harvey for years. Like, he projects. Like, right. it's not ridiculous to think this was a one-off. No, definitely. And, it would be I... interesting to know. Um, Kelly H. in the chat says... I don't think it happened. Or no, okay, it definitely didn't happen. I, I saw some people in the chat mentioning that they, they think it's the, that this is the guy. 
Really interesting. Very I cool. may just be putting words in their mouth now because I don't want to be alone. Yeah. If Lewis had looked him up in any kind of way, don't you think he would have recognized him when they went to the office? When he and Brian went to the office? Right. There would have been something that we would have seen on Lewis's face that's like oh, a realization. I might well, be I might be proposing yeah. a crazy theory here. I mean, I'm he, sticking with it. Lewis chat is, is coming is, down on is, me really. Like, yeah, you're wrong, Steve. Lewis is so obsessive. Like I feel like he wouldn't have he wouldn't just be able to walk away from it if it was this guy. You're you know right. I mean? He wouldn't like, and you know, having when he was talking to Brian, like when he had time to cool down, um, I felt like that's where they related a lot. Like Brian was like, Yeah, I I lost it. Like, my brain, like, just, like, switched into a different mode. And he just, like, got fo- so caught up in the anger. And, like, that's when Inferior got, like, thrown yeah, in yeah. there. Because he was projecting. And I think that rang true for, for Lewis a lot. And so, for me, that's sort of the explanation. When, when he heard Inferior, that's, like, when the lights switched off. And he just blacked out. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> no, I... I'm not gonna take it back because I want to. Totally. Well, no, yeah, I, 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 I want to bask in the glory yeah. next week if it's true. Yeah. Stick with hey, it. that'd be super cool. But I'm fully prepared to walk back that Fair statement. Fair <laughs> is, is the way I'll go about it. I, I so much Lewis this episode. Love it every yeah. day about it. I do. I do love the fact that Brian, as a new dad, is like fiercely protective. Yeah. Of that title of father. Yeah. He's like, you're not gonna call me. A bad father, especially when you don't know me, guy. I don't. Yeah. I just met you. Mufasa Bryant. You no, I, I, like, I was with Lewis, where it was like, yeah, this it yeah. was so cool. It was that nice fire to see was him. warranted. I really yeah. enjoyed because Brian up until now had been a reluctant push, like a reluctant pushover, and up until this moment, where it was mm-hmm. like, but it was because he's a father. He was a reluctant pushover because he was a father. And then somebody called into question whether he was a good father. And he was like, excuse me? He's like, I stay up late nights. Yeah, like, yeah. excuse you literally picked at the one thing mm-hmm. I know, I'm, like, I've devoted my entire life to doing. And then tied it into the other thing I've devoted my yeah. entire life to doing. Okay, I've devoted my life to two things. <laughs> one is more important than the other. And, like, he just spat that fire and I loved it. I mean, but, okay, so is this guy... They're like that company's general counsel. Who is this guy? He's in a. He's a. Establish he's in the show? associate. He's an associate in the. Er, who, Bri- no, no, who, Brian, oh, no. Brian, or the? Uh, no, no, the, the guy he was talking to. Guy. Potential. The nipple guy. The nipple dude. Yeah. Um, he, yeah, I, I'm pretty sure he's just the counsel for I, the for the company. You're right. They never specified whether he was counsel or the CEO because both parties said we. Right. I would imagine. I would imagine he was probably the counsel. A lot of. Because I was I was I was asking that question to say, Brian offered up the fact that he's a father. Mm. Had he not said anything, that guy wouldn't have thrown it back at him. Yeah, and then that whole conflict wouldn't have happened. But who knows? Well, you know, right? Well, yeah. I mean, I it would have to be a very law savvy CEO <laughs> of a nipple company, which I don't think uh, is a thing. I'm, well, I, I'm pretty sure that's what we're after right it's now. It's a technical term. I um. <laughs> It is both a body part and a device. It's not; they're not real nipples. Right. And it was funny every time they dropped it; like it wasn't overly used. Yeah, in the episode. they they laid off the nipples mm-hmm. after, <laughs> after after about midway through the episode. Uh, they really laid off the nipples. <laughs> um, Gretchen going in this week. Oh, that's amazing. Yes, yes, preach Gretchen. Gretchen. I I love her. She is like the she's become full blown like that firm mom, mm-hmm. and I can be happier. Like she, yeah, like it was such a cool moment. Like she yell yells, at Lewis. Yeah, yells at Lewis, then yells at like her son. Like, yeah. like it was so, it was perfect. I was like, this is well because she yells at Lewis for yelling at Brian. Yeah. And then she yells at Brian. Yeah, for for, for being. How yeah. dare you yeah. speak ill right. of Lewis? Right. Yeah. And to like be and, a man. And like, didn't even refute. Yeah. Like didn't even refute. Like yeah, Lewis probably shouldn't have treated you that way. He did. Yeah. What are you gonna do about it? Right. You gonna sit down and cry? Or are you gonna yeah. get up and? Take he wasn't action? the exactly. best person, but it came from it came from a place. It came from a pure place because you let him down. You did like you yeah. did wrong. Yeah. Like I, I exactly, like, you made a mess. I like, like when the moral tale is that you clear. Clean, clean it up. Yeah, because at the end of the day, you're both gonna apologize. In the meantime, yeah. In the meantime, are you gonna resign? Like, I, 
No, yeah, I, I, it was such a good moment. I do see, I do understand yeah. Brian. Like, I, Brian, Brian, like, resigning made complete mm-hmm. sense to me. Oh, yeah. That he needed a Gretchen to literally, like, slap him into shape. Yeah. But I appreciate it because when Gretchen first came on, wasn't she, like, Donna, but not in Pierce Inspector, Pierce Inspector later, whatever, but she knew things or she was able to perceive things? Well, she wasn't. She hadn't been a secretary at a law firm, I believe. I believe she was a secretary at... Because it was on this very show. Because it was years ago where the uh, first episode, Donna had a list of applicants. And Gretchen was, like, third on the list. And I took a screenshot and deci- I took a screenshot and we all decided Gretchen would be the candidate. And then the nice. next week, he hired Gretchen. Mm-hmm. It was really cool. It was a big deal. Nice. <laughs> but her, her experience was not that of an assistant or executive assistant or a secretary as much as it was more hands-on, which is what made her more necessary for t- to handle something like Lewis. Yeah, and she I mean she's also the only assistant really that we know. I mean, I'm sure there are others working in the background. Yeah. Um hopefully. Not at Harvey's desk. Well, people hey, just there's, walk in there's out of a, there like it's nothing. There's there's people to to shake shame bells when they're necessary, but, but nobody to stop No one's in the phone. In. Yeah. Um I would just like to put out a public notice. I will go up I will go up to Canada and shoot episodes if Harvey needs an assistant that's against type to like what Donna would be. I was gonna say that would be yeah, interesting hey. to see Harvey with a, a male assistant. Our, Ari had Ari and Entourage had a male assistant for very long. It wasn't Lloyd. There was a separate like broy male assistant, and they bonded. It was really really good. Wait, when? Nice. Like the end of it, like because Lloyd became a like a, Lloyd became oh, an agent in the, the middle TV. of the episode. Yeah, yeah like, head of the TV department. Lloyd became an agent and then head of the TV department yeah. in the middle of the series. Let's talk, it's Entourage now, guys. Yeah. And then he had like a real broy assistant for a pretty long time. It's it's possible the dynamic works. Hey, switch it up. Do you need my HBO Go login? Because I don't have one. <laughs> um, I think we're talking about Entourage. We probably move on to the next topic. Yeah, uh, yeah. let's talk about uh, Robert and Rachel Zane and a bank that's doing predatory lending. Mm-hmm. Which love that we we got more Robert Zane. Love that we got the initial. I love that we got the initial motivation that he wanted to do a case with, like a slam dunk case with right. his daughter. But I also love both, like the deep seated roots of the CEO, but also that he saw Mike laying it all on the mm-hmm. line. After everything Mike's been through, he's laying it all on the line to help prisoners he's never met necessarily because yeah. he he was in a public prison. Yeah, but he understands the system, and it really motivated Robert that it's like. I mean, if Mike's going to do it now, like if, if Robert Zane were ever in a point, if we're ever in a place to actually do good in the world, it's now, mm-hmm. which that motivation enough would be enough to go after predatory racist loans or mortgages. It gets deeper. That CEO also sexually harassed his sister. I think so. Rachel's aunt. I so his, so. Si- yeah. his sister and then fired her when she complained. Mm-hmm. I will say before that, we ended up, we talked about it last week about the conversation between yes. Robert and Rachel. It was quick. It happened. He was, yeah. he, he, I'm trying to think of the right word, not appreciated, but he respected that she did what she did as a lawyer. And he was like, okay, we're done. <laughs> moving on. Yeah. And I think that's what allowed them to actually like work together. Like he was able to see her as a, like just professionally mm-hmm. and like be able to separate the two. Um, so that was really cool to see them work together. Obviously, this was a passion thing for for Robert, being that it was like his family, and like he felt like that he had done wrong. Uh, I did want to see a little bit more Rachel. So hopefully, if this this case continues, that she, uh, you know, figures out a way to 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 step up or or not not necessarily step up, but like do a little more. Find find a solution that um, Robert is obviously not seeing because he's so close to it. I think she is fully capable of doing that, and and other than just calm him down, which she definitely needs as well, because yeah. he just kind of well, and it's clear it. the case is well beyond. And I do, I do, I do like this entire story that he was like mm-hmm. he was a young lawyer. He was a young lawyer. There was literally nothing he could do for his own sister. It's like kind of like a that's the world we live in kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. That stories like that always arc me because it. it it reminds me of a study I'll, I'll say briefly that 
allegedly the way the study went is they put five they put five monkeys in a room and they put bananas at the top they put bananas at the top of this at the ceiling and they put a, then they introduce a ladder into the room if all five monkey they once they introduce the ladder all five monkeys try to climb the ladder to get to the bananas once they do that they pour water they pour sprinklers on the monkeys monkeys don't like to get wet none of them climb the ladder they took one monkey out put another in that monkey immediately tries to climb the ladder and grab the and grab the uh, bananas the other four monkeys, not wanting to get wet, beat up that monkey. And then they do that until they do that more than five times until the point is that four monkeys, none of whom were ever actually soaked by the water, beat up on a fifth, beat yep. up on a fifth monkey who's just trying to grab a banana. It's conditioning. Not knowing well, yeah. why. Yeah. And I think it's very similar. It's very like what Robert's seeing right now is very much like. Anytime somebody tells you, well, that's just the way things go around here. Ah, why? Yeah. If you can't tell me why. And I think that that Robert part was very much was very much like he needs the like he knew the why was just bad. And it's like, that's how things are. And like, he's finally trying to be an agent of change. Yeah. And I'm wondering if he's going to continue on this route, because as we saw last week with the Reform Corp, it was it was kind of personal for him too mm. because he was like yeah. the people from my neighborhood they've fallen into this life and so I want to do something to change it. I wonder is this now the direction that he's going to take his career in because if he's getting closer to retirement he might think like you're saying I need to be an agent of change. I need to have some mark that I leave with, you know the same mm-hmm. name or I pass on to Rachel and she continues or something like that. Or at least do right by somebody, like at least right a wrong he wanted to, because mm-hmm. he's going after the CEO mainly to right the wrong. He he seemed a little transparent about it, to be very honest. Like I need to depose the CEO. Yeah, you can have twelve loan officers, and then maybe a bank manager. Like, mm-hmm. can we? If yeah. we get past the loan <laughs> we, officers, like, yeah. Let's start at the can beginning. We, yeah. Um, but no, I I like the new Robert Zane. Um, you know he used to be a little bit more one-dimensional and he was just that like aggressive bulldog kind of like Lewis was in, in, in the early days and just kind of was more one note and to see him call himself out on that and try to change, try to do like pro bono cases, try to do something for like the greater good, like is, is really cool. And, and you can see like, it's still a struggle. Like he still goes about it in a similar way where it's like bulldoze by people and just like, force them almost to uh to change and that's why i think him partnering with rachel is actually really cool because she's the opposite like she is very more like oh, like calm yeah. and like collected yeah she's warm she you mm. know she can like uh, honestly i see her like next episode like uh, appealing to these people to get them to like admit something um as like more of like a friend obviously robert is not able to do that so <laughs> You know, them being a team is really cool and, and not something that, like, other people... It is really, like, exemplified anywhere else. Yeah, I'm really happy with this. I was, I'm about to ask, do we think Robert Zane, we see him next week? But that's a prediction, and I think we're ready. I was just going to oh, say, sorry. really quick, I think it was intentional that the first loan officer that they brought in was a woman of color. Oh, mm-hmm. that was absolutely... Oh, yeah. Yeah. Her totally. name might as well have been Token. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They brought her in intentionally because they're like, "How are you going to challenge, you know, predatory lending when you're sitting in front of an, an employee of this company?" And that's why yeah. Robert was like, "How can you work for people like this?" Also, let's get into predictions. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Your AfterBuzz TV predictions. Okay, something that jumped out at me immediately. Oh, corporate gives us an algorithm. Corporate gives us an algorithm that strips away all the identifying data. There's your gun. Mm-hmm. Who made the algorithm? Right. What is the... And, like, it's actually well-known in litigation now that, like, algorithms are considered proprietary, so you can't subpoena that. So I'm sure if you subpoena... I'm sure if you subpoena what, like, the nuts and bolts of that algorithm are, you can actually find pretty clear racism in it. Right. Well, and also just the fact that there is an algorithm for identifying those characteristics, and even if it is, like, intended to yeah. mix it up, that means it can also do the opposite, which exactly. is filter it. Mm-hmm. And, well, like... Well, because I, I think he even... He alluded to that in his anger, which right. was just... No, you... 
but why are they asking for your race or income? Like, right. why are they asking for your race or marital status or things that don't apply to whether or not you should get a good mortgage? Mm-hmm. Or I also don't understand why garbage saying, mortgages exist, but that's a whole thing. And she yeah. was saying it's because to protect against fraud, which eh. I, it's, but it's a thing in the financial world. It's a thing in the financial world where people where companies will claim, well, that algorithm is proprietary. If we give it to you right. in open court, if we give it to you in open court, then everyone will have it. But, but then we can also like put, that, ra- all, we, th- that's also you? where we can put our racism. Yeah. So, and, um, Robert Zane's a good name? enough person to get it, get it out there. Davies, yeah. her last name was Davies, I think, the other the yes. company's attorney. Um, she was saying that we'll bring in, there's five more, Robert was saying there's five more that they have to see and she was saying, and they're all going to tell you the same thing. Mm-hmm. That could be something, too. You've, you've handpicked five loan officers of that would try to, like, throw you off. I don't know. I just... I, I, think, I think they're going to win because that's just the way with suits kind of works out of sometimes. Course. They're definitely going to win. And I think... I wouldn't be shocked if, they, if he had to settle. Or if he, right. had to, or if he like, rustled... If he ruffled enough trees... To like, they're they're not going to give you the algorithm. They're not going to give you the algorithm, but they're going to settle for a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And the right. CEO is going to step or and he says, "I don't want the money. I want the CEO to step down and publicly apologize." Or like, it'll be something like that. That it will be very much a, like you can't always get what you want kind of a tale. Um, no, I agree. I I think the bigger win is is honestly the Rachel and Robert Zane their relationship getting stronger because. You know, Robert, I think just it, this is a personal case for him. And he's doing it pro bono. There isn't like a huge amount of stakes other than righting a wrong that he feels bad about that like a, it happened to a family thing. So I think he would be okay with more of a personal um, resolve mm-hmm. to, uh, with, with this guy, with the head CEO. On the other side, like this Harvey Mike case. <laughs> Complete opposite. Like, if that goes south, like, that's bad. Um, he's, Harvey's gonna beat him. That, I don't, I think that's right. foregone. Also, um, Dr. I mean, Agard, Harvey always, Dr. Agard is gonna have to, to leave, right? There's yeah. no way she survives past the summer. No, I don't I don't know, see, like, she's like, held um, on way too long, guys. But that's, that's how I feel like they use these hiatuses to kind of make things feel bigger than they are. Like, yeah. You know, like, basically, if we don't see Alex, for instance, next episode, you know, we there's a lot of bang for your buck there. Like, where we come back in the winter, it's like he's been such a big part of the firm for so long. Like, there can be these issues that come up that are, like, will, like have a lot of stakes because he's technically yeah. been there for a while. Let's get to the big question. Does Harvey profess her love for... Or, sorry, does Donna no. profess her love for Harvey... At the end of this episode, at the end of this episode, episode ten, uh, probably. And um, who said this in the chat? I'm pretty sure it was Jasim nine eight one three in the chat. Who I think she just came here to tell us this during predictions that she nice. thinks it's she thinks it's going to happen as a uh, cliffhanger. I think so too. Yep, I agree. <laughs> I think we're all in agreement that that's yeah. But then that's I'll like even take it a step ends. further. I don't think Donna's going to necessarily say anything it might be an action that turns on a light bulb for harvey yeah because we see her leaving and i think something's gonna happen or maybe she is gonna say it i don't know but where he's gonna go oh and then like chase after her well and she's also she there's no doubt that she loves him so it's something more like i have feelings for you i can't just be I've always had feelings for you. Like, I think about that night every day. Like, there's something there. There's something there that she's going to say that's just going to leave us just, like, February? What? Mm -hmm. Like, it's just going to leave us in a place. Um, Do we have any predictions at large before we get on out of here? Ooh. Um, I don't, but I have something to ask the chat or anybody else watching. Can somebody confirm for me that that was Nigel Sean Williams that was the judge... In I believe that was Harvey's case. Yes. Um, if just some history, he I believe that was the same man who played Artemis on the famous Joe Jackson, which was an old Disney Channel show. R.I.P. to Lee Thompson Young. But if somebody can confirm that for me, because that's gonna drive me nuts. Fair enough. Um, great. 
yeah. Trying to think. Um, Kelly H in the chat says she's going to riot if Harvey stays with Dr. Agard. I don't think we see her next season. I, or next how can we? Set of episodes. How is. She well, because I mean, that's. Yeah, I mean, she's serving right now as the obstacle for why I guess they can't mm-hmm. be together, other than my own just opinion against it. <laughs> <laughs> I. But that's what I mean. Like that, like that can be, that makes a big cliffhanger for me if she does say that to Harvey. Like we see her say that, and he says like, "Well, I'm in a relationship." Like, dun, dun, dun. Uh, like I don't know. Here's how I see it from the board. Lewis is going to rile up some feelings in Donna, who is then going to have to confess them to Harvey. Harvey is somehow either going to have to share that or it's already going to be well-known between Harvey and Dr. Agard. I am forgetting her first name. And, um... Paula? Yes. It's going to be... And Paula's going to probably walk out on him because he can't just alone... Like, or that he can't easily choose her or be like, it's... it's, He's like, well, it's complicated and she's going to walk out on him or some variation of that. Also, Harvey will wipe the floor with Andrew while it's all happening. I feel like that Harvey wiping the floor with Andrew, like Andrew is a worthy opponent, but yeah. a beatable in two episodes opponent. Mm-hmm. Right. It's I definitely. I, I and, follow that. And now my wrestling is seeping in, so I think it's. Yeah, no, I definitely <laughs> I definitely think the, the case is going to get resolved in a positive way. We're going to have a satisfying season finale. We've got to crush this dude. It's a great villain, but I. I Kelly H in the chat it. is not alone in thinking this will be really disappointing if he's still with Dr. Ricard at the end of episode 10. I would, I'm seeing I'm seeing a lot of that sentiment. Like we're like universally enough, disliking this plot. <laughs> I don't know. I I would feel more upset if this case gets dragged on till to next season. If this like Andy situation isn't resolved rather than the Paula thing. I can live the the winter. <laughs> you can live the winter pretending if, that if Harvey this tells him gonna get if Harvey tells out. him and the Paula stuff is whatever. Yeah. I could deal with that. I think we're ready to go here. All right. Let's do it. Yeah, next week. I think we're all ready for Uh, next week. It's going to be so much fun. It's the summer finale. Yes, it Um, is. I'm starting with my furthest left. Hey, guys. Thanks so much for joining us in the chat and listening. I'm Erica Shannon, and you can find me on Twitter at Miss Baby. Awesome. Yeah, definitely tune in next week, guys, for the finale. You guys can follow me until then at HeyJohnBlake. And you guys can... You guys can follow me on Twitter at Steve Kaufman. That's K-A-U-F-M-A-N-N. I do a lot of shows here at After Best TV. I tweet about them regularly. I'm also doing The Sober Year. If you go to thesoberyear.com, it'll take you straight to that YouTube playlist where I'm doing a weekly vlog where I'm not drinking. Know that the lack of a beard has nothing to do with it. It's a separate thing. But go to go to thesoberyear.com, and thank you and good night. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 